Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise. To contact us, call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Now here's Joel Van Hoogen. You may recall that Jesus wept over Jerusalem on one occasion when he entered into the city. His plan was to rescue the Jews from the great storm of life. He wept because they would not come to him for rescue. It is a rescue wonderfully illustrated in an event that took place earlier on the Sea of Galilee when Jesus spoke to winds and waves and they obeyed his voice. Here too is what he would do for you. The Lord Jesus has just spent a day teaching by the Sea of Galilee. There is a boat that he's got into to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and there's a number of other boats that are floating along with him. There's a little flotilla here of people that are going along with him after a long day of teaching. Maybe they hope to get to the other side and to receive more instruction from him. This event has taken place and takes place well into the time of Christ's earthly ministry. He's been conducting ministry for some time, and during that time, he has already carried off a number of wonderful, marvelous, miraculous events. You can read about them in the passages of Scripture that are preliminary in the gospel accounts to this event, but you'll read about healings of sick and diseased. You'll read about the raising of the dead, not once, but more than once. You'll read of him restoring withered hands and restoring the limbs of the paralyzed, You'll read about him cleansing lepers and casting out demons. In other words, by this point in time in Christ's ministry, he has sufficiently expressed his power. And at the end of this day, we also know that he has clearly declared his word. In word and deed, quite, quite thoroughly, our Lord has expressed his power and his character, who he is and what his message is, and what it is that he has the power to do for people. Now, he's gotten to a boat. They're going to the other side. The Lord is tired, and he's sleeping soundly in the boat. A storm hits the Sea of Galilee. It's the kind of storm that the Sea of Galilee is famous for, and you can research it and find out. The story is told that the Sea of Galilee was known to have storms come upon it that were almost like little mini tornadoes, and they would come down through the different channels and canyons that surrounded the mountains of the Sea of Galilee, and it could be a clear blue day and calm as you could imagine, and in a moment a storm would seize that sea, and one of those famous storms hits at this moment in time. It's a treacherous squall that's come seemingly out of the blue, and the boat that the Lord Jesus is in is about to be overwhelmed, the boat in which he's in sleeping. These fishermen are the ones who are tending the boat. You can imagine, there are some of the 12 that weren't fishermen, but a number of them were. We know at least James and John and Andrew and Peter were, and I'm sure they're in control, running things, making sure that everything's done right. They have an expertise in this area. They have spent their whole lives, and their ancestors have spent their whole lives fishing from boats on this very sea. They know what they're doing. But at this moment, they're about ready to lose control. In fact, they've lost control. The boat that they're in is about to be overcome, and in their desperation and lack of control, self-control, they finally go to the Lord Jesus and they say, Lord, don't you care that we're about to perish? That's kind of a rude awakening, isn't it? Jesus awakes, and he rebukes the waves, and he says, be quiet. 
the very same word is used that he commands the waves and the wind is given to us in Mark chapter 1 when he cast a demon out of a man. And it's Mark chapter 1 verse 25. As the demons, not just a demon, but a series of demons or a number of demons, as the demons are speaking, Jesus says, you be quiet and come out of them. It's the exact same word that he uses here to speak against this killer storm that's gathered around them. With the same authority, he says, be quiet. And in a moment, the waves stop, the wind stops blowing, everything is calm, the storm is no longer outside of the boat, the storm now is inside the boat. It says everybody inside the boat is greatly afraid. He turns to them and he gently scolds his disciples. I say gently, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Mark's account kind of implies that he said it this way. How is it that your faith has not shown up here? What happened to it? Well, let's make a series of observations from our story. I think that you'll be encouraged as we go forward. And let's just make this first observation here. The Christian has Christ in his or her boat. There's the first observation. The Christian has Christ in his or her boat. He's with us. He's in us. He's for us. He lives in our lives and he is along for the ride of our life. He so identifies with us that he lives with us and he abides with us and he goes with us through all the weather and all the storms that we're going to go through. All the good, all the bad, he's with us. That should be to you very, very encouraging. This Christ who is in us is in us because he has proven his power to us. We're Christians by reason of that very fact. We came to understand that he had the power to prevail over our sins and over death itself. We know who he is. We know who he's revealed himself to be. That he is God come in the flesh. That he is and was the only completely, totally, utterly righteous and sinless man. And that for our sins, not because of anything he had done, but for our sins, he had come. And he had taken upon himself our suffering And he had died, and this sinless, righteous, pure man expressed his power over death itself, defying it, denying it, defeating it, and as we'll celebrate next week, rising again from the grave. That's the heart of our faith. It is that we came to know the power of this one and understand it, and we came to know the character of this one and understand it he was pure and righteous in every way a purity that was so sublime and so supreme that it repealed death itself we believed in him we trusted in him for our own salvation here's the other thing he's in our boat not only because we've come to understand his power and recognize that his teachings are true but he's come into our boat because well we placed our faith in him we believed in him We trusted in Him. We received Him into our lives. The Spirit of God somehow opened our minds and our hearts and stirred us, and we responded to the offer of His life and the expression of His power and His character and His provision. And by faith, we believed in Him. And He came into our lives, and He lives in us. And as a result, Christians, He's in your boat. He's with you right now. The Christian man and woman, this is different from anyone else. This is different from everyone else in the world. There's the distinction. Jesus is in our boat. He's in us. He's abiding within us. Let's make a second observation here. 
The second observation is this. Though Christ is in your boat, you are not exempt from storms. Lesson number two. Though Christ is in your boat, you are not exempt from storms. Some of these storms move in slowly, but others seem to come from out of nowhere. And God allows these storms to come upon our lives. The Bible is full of accounts. In fact, this is what you read in the stories that you put together throughout God's Word. The accounts of individuals who go through storms and trials and testings and difficulties and challenges. And what you'll discover is sometimes these people are going through them because they're rebellious and they're turning against God and it's God's judgment upon them. But oftentimes, more so, you'll discover that these individuals going through these trials and these testings are simply going through them because they are God's children, because they are declared members of His kingdom. And as a result, they face the attacks of a world that is set against them, and they face the attacks of an enemy who is bent on their ruin and their destruction. And also they go through these challenges and these difficulties and these trials because, well, God uses them to purify them and to cleanse them because God's interest is to mold us and shape us more into the character of His Son. And part of the way that God molds us and shapes us is through the trials and difficulties of life. Let's just look at a few passages along this line. Acts chapter 14, verses 21 through 22. We have a story of Paul coming back to a group of individuals that have received the gospel and believed in Christ through his message. Verse 21 of Acts chapter 14, it says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. And what did they say to them? And saying, we must through many tribulations enter into the kingdom of God. Listen, be faithful, be true. You're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. You're going to experience difficulties in your life. The Lord Jesus had said that himself, that if we were to follow him and be his disciples, that individuals were going to persecute us. If they persecuted the master, they'll also persecute those who follow the master. James tells us this, James, who is the leader of the church in Jerusalem, writing to those that are from the Jewish background that had come to follow the Lord Jesus in the book of James. James writes to them who maybe want to avoid rejection because they're identified with Christ as the Messiah. He says to them, count it all joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations. God is doing a good thing when you suffer. When you're persecuted, when you go through difficulties in life, God's at work, count on joy when it happens to you. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, Paul writes the book of Philippians when he's in jail. He says, listen, I want you to know this is all to your blessing and your benefit. It's all going to work out okay. And actually, Philippians is called the epistle of joy, written by a person who's in prison and in chains at the time that he writes it. In verse 29, Paul says, to those he writes to, unto you it is given in behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. You have the great privilege and honor of believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to raise your hand? Say hallelujah. Well, then you have the great privilege and honor of suffering for his name's sake. 
Christ is granting you the honor of suffering with him, so be encouraged, Paul is saying. John chapter 16, verse 33, the Lord Jesus puts it this way. To his own disciples, he says, In the world you will have tribulation. Let's not lighten that word up. Let's not make it a soft word. When you think of the word tribulation, I think most of you who have read your Bibles think of the great tribulation. It's a pretty horrific scene. And, well, there's a comparison here. Sometimes you feel like you're going through it yourself. Sometimes it's hard to believe that the tribulation is up ahead of you because it feels like you're in the midst of it. You feel like you're being torn apart. In the world, you will have tribulation, Jesus said. But, this is remarkable, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Your trials, Jesus is saying, are temporary. They're squalls upon the sea. They come upon you. They seem to overwhelm you, but they do not at any moment repeal my victory. I've won on your behalf, and I'll unfold that victory in due time. You rejoice and be of good cheer. So let me ask you a question here. Just think about it for a second. What has been your most recent trial? Yes, storms do come. God is in control. You can trust Him in that storm. Thanks for joining us today at Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. If you'd like a copy of this message, just call us at 208 331 4096. That's 208 331 4096. Until the next time, God bless you.